morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are present and accounted for on this Tuesday, the 18th day of February, 2020. Aye, aye. My name is Nick. Big J is here, and we are ready to go. How was the long President's Day weekend, Big J? It's weird. It's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's first, but it was uh, it was pretty uh, relaxing, a lot of fun. Uh, more importantly, we got to be out on a Sunday night. Yeah, I got to go to Crowbot and not worrying about the time. Nope. So uh, Crowbot, it was a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, they put on a fantastic show. Hilarious. Uh, oh, always fun. Always. Brandon and Chris and the entire band always have a good time first and foremost. And the rest, the fact that they sound ridiculously good and Brandon's got a stupid good voice is all just uh, bonus points when you go to Crowbot. So always nice when they swing through town. Happy we were able to spend a little bit of time. Unfortunately, the holiday yesterday, they were going to swing on by in the morning and hang out with us. But because we had the day off and we were uh, Big J decreed by the powers that be, you must take president's day yeah we we don't always get a choice <laughs> no and so we were like well uh nobody will be here but us and uh we can't really do it all by ourselves like celine dion and so we had to figure it all out and the, the solution was let's just go to the concert right yeah that's what i'd like to do so uh and it was a great time and hopefully you had a very good weekend as well and it all leads up to a very busy week and a very busy tuesday what's on the agenda for today uh, let's see, we got Streaming Dumbass yep. to do. We got Ray oh, Luzier is going to be on the show. We got the drummer from Corn will be calling in in the 8 o'clock hour. We got to get somebody else qualified with a $50 gift certificate to the Lifetime Store for He Shed, She Shed. That's happening in the 7 o'clock hour. We also have tickets to give away to Corn Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK, which is now less than a week away. It's Monday now, uh, which is nuts when you think about it out loud. So we're going to be blowing those out. We probably have tickets to our free X show as well with Blue Stones, Royal Bliss, Stone Profit, and Abrupt Edge. They oh just God. announced they're reuniting, and they're going to be part of the opening bill for that show. What? And then we got the Glorious Sons coming in in two days, performing acoustically. Oh, and there's a chance to win seats in that on the X's Facebook page. So if you want to go to that and meet the Glorious Sons in their only Idaho appearance, Big J, then it would be time to get on the Facebook How page. How glorious. I see what you did there, Big J, and I will not respond to it. <laughs> On top of all that, a bunch of additional fun and excitement. Your first round of important stuff will begin after some jams. Let's do some rush. It's Tom Sawyer on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff this morning brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable in-demand certificate and associate degree programs at their Boise campus. Focuses on healthcare-related programs. If you want to learn more, visit carrington.edu to get started. Big J, you have been very vocal, very loud about your dislike for quote-unquote hard seltzers. Do you still stand on that line? Well, it, yeah. I mean, I don't like seltzer, so it doesn't matter what you put into it. I don't want it. I don't like it. Right. But uh, specifically, well, you're just upset that they're so popular, I suppose. Like, you don't understand how people can enjoy seltzer hard or otherwise. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, and so, the question becomes, as it has been announced, that uh, Seltzerland is a new festival that is set to debut in Minneapolis, New York, and Chicago, and six more cities across the U.S. And basically, it's a music festival like you've never seen before. Uh, those will have tickets that will have a chance to see some uh, pretty amazing, and they say very large bands. And then a chance to taste over a hundred different hard seltzers. And all the big bands are involved. 
White Claw, Natural Light, Smirnoff, Bud Light. They also have access to food, games, and music. Cannonball Productions is hosting the festival, and its CEO and founder noted in a press release that hard seltzers have, quote, spiked over the past year, Big J. And they're not slowing down. And so one thing that uh, he understands is everybody loves hard seltzer. Everybody loves music. Everybody enjoys tasting things. So how about they put it all together? And so the question becomes, other than Metallica, which of course I think is a guarantee, could there be a band, Big J, that would make you swallow your pride and support the seltzer brands in order to go to a hard seltzer festival just to see them? No. No other band would do it. No, because I could go to any concert of theirs probably in the world, unless it's like, you know, you're bringing people back from the dead. Okay. What if hard seltzer found a way to bring people back from the dead? Then I would really reconsider drinking hard seltzer. <laughs> but that would be what it did. Because that's the power I didn't know man had. <laughs> And so out of pure respect for the brand of being able to unearth the dead and then bring them back to life, you'd have to go, wow, they must know what they're doing. Every time I would take a drink, I would make a a face like if you just bit down on a lemon, you know? Every time? Every time. Uh All right. But I would do it. Good. So now we know what it takes. Seltzer companies, the ball's in your court. Good luck. Denny Hamlin won his third Daytona 500 on Monday and his second in a row, pulling out the victory in an overtime photo finish over Ryan Blaney in a race that had been delayed a day because of rain on Sunday. But really, the talk of everything was what happened to Ryan Newman on the final lap of the race. He was taken to the hospital after a fiery lap, final lap crash, which he flipped across the finish line and then was hit on the driver's side by another racer. Uh, and, of course, uh, NASCAR didn't even hold a traditional lane party, victory lane party for Hamlin. Uh, I mean, we didn't get a word on whether or not Ryan Newman was alive until like an hour and a half, almost two hours after the race had ended. Uh, Newman is reported to be in serious condition, but doctors say his injuries are not life-threatening. Uh, it was pretty crazy, man. Uh, the the One of those things I was talking to, of course, my stepfather, Tim, who is a huge racing fan. I would he call was, him an expert, too. Yes, uh, former pit crew chief in NASCAR. He knows what was going on. And uh, and so we were talking about, because one of the, the big things that NASCAR had put into effect were roof flaps. You understand? Yeah, because that's what happened with Earnhardt. Well, right? no, no. Earnhardt was just a really weird crash right into the wall. He never flipped at all. But what roof flaps do is they're supposed to prevent you from getting air underneath you to make you flip upside down. Because cars right. were flipping all over the place way too easy, basically, when they were spinning around. They were just getting airborne because they were going so fast that they were flipping around and it was hurting drivers. And so he was surprised at how quickly Ryan Newman's car flipped over because the air flaps are supposed to prevent that from happening and then of course he got hit on the driver's side by somebody going about 200 miles an hour and i mean if you look at the car afterwards you're like how did anybody get out of that thing okay period let alone in serious condition and so it's a testament to how they're built and to the uh emergency crews on the scene and uh happy that he is okay and in serious condition uh, but it was the second closest race in history when it was all over. Just a weird, subdued kind of celebration vibe to it because of the way that the race ended. But he's going to be okay. Whether or not he races again this season kind of depends on his injuries. No real word has been said what, what his injuries are. But still, it is good that he is okay, all things considered. Big J, how about Hell Yeah, All That Remains of Butcher Babies? Can we introduce you, introduce you into that concert? Maybe? Yeah. Would you be into that? Yeah. What if they were playing the Seltzer concert? No. Okay. But they could be uh, traveling around the United States of America this spring 
the first show is set for April 24th in Moline, Illinois, as uh, some dates have leaked about that particular show. I would not hold my breath, guys, about the, this show coming to the Treasure Valley, only because Hell Yeah was just here. Yeah, but they, you know, I mean, that was uh, in December. Yeah. By the time spring, uh, you know, summer comes around, six months. I mean, it's not unheard of for something like that to happen. Yeah, I still wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, last September, Hell Yeah released their sixth studio album. It was the final recording with Vinnie Paul, who passed away almost two years ago. And apparently, it's one of those deals that uh, this is going to be a long-term tour for those three bands, touring together throughout the year, which is a very good thing. All three bands are fantastic, and of course, uh, that kind of gives you an idea on what's next for Hell Yeah, I suppose, right? Keep going on the road, whether or not new music is on the horizon is still a question mark, but they'll tour until uh, the album cycle is done for this one, and it makes sense. Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. You better believe it is. Every single Tuesday we strip away the stars, the studio that brought you BS, the makers of garbage, and we're left with just something called a very brief, brief plot description. From a streaming service based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you. The catch is he's got to do it in 24 hours or it explodes, the movie. It's like Inspector Gadget. Or uh, Mission Impossible. Or Mission Impossible. That is correct. Only no fake faces are used during any of this stuff. Dang it. So, Big J, once again, we head to Amazon Prime for today's three movies. Absolutely zero connection between the three. And some of them are a little bit more detailed in their description than others, Big J. But you have to describe or choose one movie out of these three descriptions. Are you ready? I'm ready, sir. Movie number one. An insecure first-time dad unwittingly accepts a job chauffeuring three very interesting young ladies. One long and crazy night proves to him that maybe, just maybe, he is up to the task of fatherhood after all. Ooh. Movie number two. Born into a tight-knit family, a young woman and her brother are ecstatic when they get a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be in the family business. But when the only daughter earns a spot, she must leave her loved ones behind and face this new cutthroat world alone. And movie number three. A New York City womanizer is turned into a beautiful woman, falls in love, and discovers what life is really like for the other sex. Oh, boy. Movie uh, number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Feels like an easy decision for me. I'm going with movie number one. Movie number one it is. You passed on movie number two. That was called Fighting With My Family, starring The Rock and other wrestlers. Uh, it was a fairly new movie that did pretty well at the box office, but you won't be watching that. You also won't be watching a movie called Sam, starring Natalie Nepp and Sean Clyler. That was the sex change movie. Uh, that, of course, I'm trying to think. What was There was like a Jimmy Smith's movie back in the 80s, an Ellen Barkin, where like Jimmy Smith was turned into a woman. As well. It kind of feels like an updated version of that. This was done by Mel Brooks's kid. Oh, interesting. Uh, but you won't be watching that either, so don't worry about it. Immediately forget about it. Okay. You will instead be watching a movie called Amateur Night that stars Jason Biggs and Ashley Tisdale. Dude, dude, look at this. What? Are you wearing an... Okay. <laughs> Leap in amateurs, yeah, completely man. Completely unrelated to the movie in any way. It says amateurs on it. He's wearing a shirt. The, the movie's called Amateur Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's you're wearing a big Lebowski shirt. But it's, it's serendipitous. <laughs> it must have been written in the What are the, the chances? Uh, probably pretty good, considering what the plot of the movie was. But you will enjoy that one, or maybe you won't. Who the hell knows? All I know is made in 2016. You will be watching it on Amazon Prime, and you will tell us exactly how it's like tomorrow at this very time. Important stuff. 
on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's try this again with Feeling Big J. The Idaho lawmakers will once again try to work on legalizing hemp in Idaho. The plant is now federally legal following the 2018 Farm Bill, but it still remains illegal here in the state of Idaho. So, new legislation was introduced yesterday morning, and it's going to try to make Idaho law conform with the 2018 Farm Bill. Now, there is a difference between the bill that is going on the floor this year and the one that was on the floor last year that failed to pass. What is that difference, Big J? I don't know. This year's version is only trying to legalize hemp. Last year's version was trying to legalize hemp and CBD at the same time. You understand? Too confusing for our legislature. <laughs> I don't know why, but yes, apparently it was. State plan that is created will cover everything from allowing hemp to be transported across the state to growing it and processing it as well. They feel like this one, because it's a little bit more in line with the farm bill, has a much greater chance of passing. And then I'd like to sit everybody down that votes for the bill and ask them to tell me the difference between CBD and hemp. And let's see if they can do it. I guess as they wouldn't be able. And so we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, it still has to go through both floors of the state senate, and then uh, governor has to sign it as well. Uh, but he's already done uh, like a legalization of hemp kind of signing thing. Right. At least a temporary one, anyway. So my guess is if it passes, he'll sign it. But whether or not it gets that far is entirely up to the people we vote to represent us. What a treat! Big J, did you watch any of the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday? I did not, no. You are one of the few, apparently. As ratings for Sunday's All-Star Game went up 8% from last year. On TNT, this was the first year the All-Star Game was used as a target score format, and everybody seemed to be in line with it. As confusing as it was when it was laid out in, like, written form, I guess it was much more entertaining to watch. That's, uh, I've heard that as well, yeah. The fourth quarter was untimed. It aired commercial-free. The ratings of the pregame coverage, which included tributes to Kobe Bryant, were up 19%. So, despite the fact that NBA regular season games are in the toilet and nobody's watching it, the All-Star game appeared to be a pretty big hit, all things considered. Now, whether that, that was format-related or Kobe Bryant-related, I cannot say. I guess the true test will be next year when I'm sure they try to duplicate it, and we'll see what ends up happening with yeah. those numbers. But either way, a victory for the NBA, which I suppose is something they'll take this year. Are we seers, Big J? Probably. Can, can we predict the future? Sometimes. As it was just Friday morning that we were talking about how Ozzy Osbourne's North American tour probably wouldn't surprise us if he decided to slowly but surely back away and not go out on the road because of his health problems, Parkinson's and otherwise. I mean, you know. If you're originally diagnosed with something in 2003 and you're just first talking about it in 2019 or 2020, my guess is it's gotten worse. Agree or disagree, DJ? Oh, yeah, totally. And so it was yesterday, right around 9.30 in the evening, that Ozzy Osbourne made the announcement that he will not go on his 2020 North American tour as scheduled. He has not said he's going to make up those dates. He has just plain canceled them so he could travel overseas to recover from a bunch of health issues that he has faced over the last calendar year. Apparently, this decision was made months in advance so fans can accommodate whether they were traveling for things or already rescheduled shows that they were figuring out. Via a press release, he said, quote, I'm so thankful that everybody has been patient because I've had a bleep year. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get to Switzerland for treatment until April, and that treatment takes six to eight weeks. And so, therefore, he's going to pull out of his North American tour. New album is still coming out on Friday. 
He plans to fulfill promotional obligations for that, i.e. talk shows and things like that, before heading to Europe for additional treatments. Of course, he's now suffering with Parkinson's. He was first diagnosed in 2003, but he came public with that last month. Uh, and then, of course, he's had a fall. He's had a couple of surgeries. He's battled pneumonia and the flu. So he's had some health issues. And it's probably best, Big J, that he's not going on a 30-date tour in yeah. a bus or plane or otherwise. Yeah, right? well, as we said last week, don't push it. There's right. no need to. Right. You've, you've put in your time, dude. You're cool with just hanging out. We're all right with it. You've done plenty. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, we are going to Daytona Beach, Florida for today as we're going to Hell Story. Oh, man. What are you going to do when you see a shoplifter in a grocery store near you, Big J? What's the Big J play? Hulkamania! Oh, yeah? You start ripping off your clothes? Go total uh, leg drop on him. <laughs> that is what one good Samaritan tried to do when he uh, was at a grocery store in Daytona Beach, Florida over the weekend and thought he saw a 28-year-old man named Stefan Short stuffing what looked to be pretty expensive steaks down his pants. And he was like, that's not cool. So he went over to a manager and was like, hey, I think I saw this guy stealing stuff. I'm not 100% certain, but you let me know. And so they confronted the man, and that is when the guy uh, decided, you know what, I'm going to bust out. And he decided to run. Big J, this is where Good Samaritans came in full force. You see, uh, the store manager was able to trip up Stefan as he tried to run away, and then another Good Samaritan pinned him to the ground. And so now, uh, you know, if you are caught shoplifting, I imagine you uh, start to get into a form of desperation, right? Yeah. So in order to free himself from the binds that have him pinned to the floor and also get rid of any evidence that maybe just maybe he was stealing something, Big J, uh, Stefan Short managed to weasel out of his clothes. Took off his shirt, took off his shorts, the shorts, of course, that contain the state. That's almost a superpower. And so he is now naked and running through the store. Naked, greased up guy. Fully naked, running through the grocery store in Daytona Beach, Florida. And that's when it gets ugly, Big J. You see, that's when security, of course, was on the scene as well. And so while they weren't there originally, while the manager and the Good Samaritan pinned the guy to the ground, they were there as he tried to get out the doors. And that, Big J, is when the security guard took out the taser and tased the gentleman. So there is a certain amount of, I'm sure, uncomfortableness involved in being tased. And then you factor in the nude tasing. And I'm sure that's a whole nother pride hit, right? What a mess. Uh, and not the first time, Big J, uh, but also people have been known to lose control of their bodily functions when they get tased, too. Well, yeah, that's what I what I meant when I said, what a mess. <laughs> now, no word on whether or not he did do that. All I know is he was fully nude and then tased in the front of God and everybody in this grocery store. Uh, inside of Shorts Shorts, were four packs of ribeye steaks valued at $41. Big J, that's what this is all for. He was charged with resisting an officer without violence, resisting a store employee, and first-degree petty theft. And so, look out. It's not a good look. All that for steaks. And then a new tasing on top of it to boot. And the people that witnessed that, the lives will never change. I mean, they'll never be the same. By the way... Right? In, yeah, well, I'm sure. But, you know, also... I mean, 
I guess he's running, so you can't really fault the guy. But he had to go to the hospital because guess where the taser got him, Big J? Right in his genitals. <laughs> no! You buried the lead! <laughs> what are you talking about? Really? <laughs> yep, right in his gen right in his new genitals. Uh, and that's never a good look either. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it sucks for that, that guy. That guy will never shoplift again. <laughs> I had a rough Saturday, to be sure. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. He shed, she shed. Battle of the Sexes. Another chance to qualify. Another 50 bucks at the Lifetime Store. We want to give away a big, sexy shed. Coming up very soon this week. Your chance to get in on it next on the X-Rocks. Nirvana, that is Heart Shaped Box here on the morning after with Nick and Big J and 100.3 The X Rocks. It is time to play a little game we call He Shed, She Shed. It's Battle of the Sexes. Big J, what's it all for? Yeah, the Lifetime Store in Boise has uh, some amazing things, lifestyle oriented, and one of those is amazing sheds, Nick, and they've got a, uh, a great shed set up, uh, customization, over 35 different things you can do to the shed. Uh, somebody is going to win that value of $3,000 and uh, installation included. The best part about this, everybody gets qualified, gets 50 bucks to start their journey at the Lifetime Store of Boise, so uh, looking forward to finding ourselves a winner, but you got to battle. And you got to get qualified first. And so we have two contestants on the phone right now ready to do that. We have Deborah. Deborah, good morning. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? We're hanging in there. Thank you for playing. And we have Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing, man? Good. How much so? Good. We got Battle of the Sexes we're going to play this morning. Each of you have two questions that is kind of uh, tilted a little bit towards the opposite sex. The best person gets the best score out of two questions advances. If you both have the same score after two questions, we will have a tiebreaker. Uh, Deborah, we always go ladies first, which means you have the first question. This one is for you. Deborah, what okay. state is Jack Daniels whiskey made in? Tennessee. Tennessee is right. correct. Good job. We're headed over to you, Kevin. Kevin, who is the supermodel that created the competition show America's Next Top Model? Uh, was that Tyra Banks? And it was Tyra Banks. Right. Well done. Back to you then, Deborah. This is a multiple choice question. What country is Heineken beer from? Is it from Denmark, Germany, or Holland? Germany. Germany is Wrong. incorrect. I'm sorry. The correct answer is Holland. It's a tough one. That means we go to you, Kevin. Kevin, if you get this right, you are officially the qualifier this morning. The question is, which sign of the Zodiac is represented by a set of scales? I'll give you multiple choices. Is it Aries, Libra, or Taurus? Uh, I think that's Libra. That is Libra. Right. Congratulations, Kevin. You are the qualifier this morning. Well done, sir. You got $50 courtesy of the Lifestyme Store. Deborah, fret not. You can continue to play the rest of this week as we are continuing to look for a qualifier throughout the entire week before we give this thing away coming up at the end of the week. Kevin, hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Get that Lifetime Store gift certificate coming your way. And Battle of the Sexes will be played the rest of this week, too. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable in-demand certificate and associate degree programs at their Boise campus. Get hands-on training taught by experienced professionals in the field, and most programs can be completed in as few as 3 to 19 months. To learn more, visit carrington.edu. Big J, you're a pet owner. Yeah. You have a total of, what, seven pets in your house? No, 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 five. Five. 
And I believe this. Well, I guess six. Huh? Count the hedgehog. All right. Six. Well, that's a pet, right? Not my pet. No, but it's in your house. Yes. Uh, and so they did a very interesting survey of pet owners and found that when it comes to posting on social media, pet owners take way more photos of their pets than their significant other and post them. Do you find that to be accurate in your life? Oh, yeah, sure. Why is that, would you say? Because uh, my my better half doesn't want to have pictures taken of her. So. <laughs> okay, so it's just out of uh, sheer uh, following of instructions. Right. That you do not post anything to social media. Plus, generally, the pets are doing something cute or interesting. Debatable, but all right. And so uh, that is why most people do it. Oh, it is. Uh, wonderful. Uh, it's a 65% of dog owners admit to posting more photos of their dogs than their significant other. And about 50% of cat owners say they do that. Uh, why do they do it? It's because uh, they have a hard time getting good photos of their pets. And so when they take them, they want it to be known that it's happening. 94% considered their pets to be part of their family. Is that part of your thinking, BJ? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, 56% say they greet their pet before they greet their significant other. Is that true with you, Big J? Mm, it's whoever I see first. And a uh, majority of the time, who would that be? Probably the pets. There you go. Uh, and also, you have an opportunity to maybe, uh, do you include, you don't take a lot of family photos, do you? No, not really. If you were to, like you're going to get the whole family together for a photo, like say for a Christmas card, would you include the pets? We would try, but it would be impossible. Good to know. Then they really are part of your family, at least as far as your cats concerned. don't really like to pose. The cats don't do anything that they yeah. don't want to do. That's true. Uh, it's just the way they work. Denny Hamlin is your winner for the Daytona 500. His third in his career, second in a row. He won last year as well. He pulled out the victory in overtime photo finish over Ryan Blaney in a race that had to be delayed a day because of rain on Sunday. But a lot of the celebration was dimmed because of a pretty serious wreck involving Ryan Newman, who was taken to the hospital after the final lap crash. He flipped across the finish line, uh, was hit on the driver's side by going full speed by another vehicle as well. Uh, NASCAR kind of held the traditional vic victory lane party for... Uh, Hamlin, but they decided not to this time around. Nia Newman was reported to be in serious condition. Uh, doctors said his injuries were not life-threatening, but they're still not getting into specifics as to what his injuries were, so hopefully he's going to be okay. Not sure when he'll race again, but it was a pretty serious wreck there to wrap up the Daytona 500 to kick off NASCAR's season this particular year. Big J, Green Day had an album debut in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 album chart. Father of All arrived at number 4 this particular year. It is the first time that the band has released an album since Revolution Radio that came out in 2016. That debuted at number 1. It would have been the third chart topper for Green Day, but they could not pull off the fourth. Why is that, Big J? Well, I don't... It wasn't Taylor Swift? Yeah, that's true. But Drake they, or yeah, but they those all those things were still a thing just four I years guess. ago. I don't. Maybe it's not that good. Well, uh, it's okay. I just I wonder if it's the length, you know, because the Green Day made a pretty big deal about it only being twenty six minutes long, and so I wonder if that means if you just go, am I going to buy a full? Am I going to spend you know thirty two dollars on a vinyl or uh, seventeen to twenty dollars on a twenty six minute CD when most CDs are twice that long, or do I just stream it? I guess that's the question. Either way, uh, it was a good run for Green Day. They're happy. It's the 10th time that they have arrived at number uh, in the top 10, anyway, 
uh, in their career, so they know what they're doing. It's just not as many people cared this time around as they did last time. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we were technically less than a week away, Nick, from corn. Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK happening at the Fort Idaho Center Arena. Tickets still available, by the way. Uh, we'll get you set up with a pair of tickets here if you can beat Nick in pop culture smack SmackDown. Nick, you're going to need to know some sports today. All right, I'm going to try. Uh, you have a chance to go to the show, which is less than a week away. Of course, Ray from Corn going to be joining us here in a few minutes. But if you need your corn tickets, now's the time to get on the phone. Big J, are you ready? Yep. To the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Hello. Good morning. Hey, Hello? Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Jerry. All right, Jerry, good luck. Jerry, this rapper and producer became a headphone mogul with Beats. Dr. Dre. Dr. Right. Dre is correct. Nick, Michael Jordan famously wore two different jersey numbers in the NBA, uh, number 23, number 45. But on February 14, 1990, someone stole his jersey. He was forced to wear a third number. What was it? Oh, God. Uh, how about... I would have no idea. It was one jersey he wore one time? Yeah. How about 99? Nope. Nope. Wrong. I thought for sure this would be one of those weird kind of things you would know. I remember his jersey got stolen once, but I yeah. do not remember what number he wore in that one game. He, uh, they didn't have a backup jersey for him, and he ended up wearing the number 12. Number 12, And it had course. no name on it. Yeah. Like, what do they have one of those just laying around for? Probably just in case... Somebody lost their jersey. Yeah, what a letdown. Yeah. Achilles heel right. of the Treasure Valley Well, sports. listen, that's a very <laughs> specific... No, if you would have asked me what two numbers guy. Michael Jordan wore over his career, I would have gotten that correct. I can't believe that would never you've never encountered that in like the, the bar trivia stuff you've ever no, done. It seems no. like a good... Believe it or not, there's not a lot of questions about something that happened just once in a fleeting instance in the time. But it's mo- time. one of the most famous basketball players of all time. Yeah, but it's not exactly a famous moment in his career. It is now. Now it is. Congratulations, man. Corn tickets are yours. You can go check them out there, Jerry. Hang on one second. We'll get you all hooked up with that. And make sure you're set and good to go. We will have Ray from Corn happening next here on 100.3 The X Rock. <laughs> That's the latest from Korn. That song is called Can You Hear Me Off the Nothing, which you will probably hear live here in a couple of days when Korn comes to town. As part of the X's 25th anniversary concert series, Breaking Benjamin Bones UK, along with them at the Idaho Center on Monday, which is why it's so awesome to welcome back onto the show a gentleman that's been on a bunch of times. We've talked to him a whole bunch. He's been in our studios. Love him to death. Ray Luzier from the band Korn. The drummer is on the phone with us right now. Ray, how goes the tour so far, my man? Of, of course, good. good. We're about a week and a half into the tour and uh, off to a really good start. A little colder than the summer tour, but we're all right. <laughs> I bet. And, you know, uh, I saw you posted some pictures of uh, your kids hanging out at, at the show with you. And I wonder, as a dad, I, I'm never cool enough for, with my kids. It doesn't matter what I'm doing or, or maybe I'm meeting a cool band. Uh, is it the same with your kids? Do they realize how cool you are? <laughs> they don't realize how super cool I am yet, no. Um, you know, I think they're, my nine-year-old's getting to the point where he understands what dad does a lot more, um, because, you know, I've been touring for over 25 years, and, and so it's, it's, you know, it's a different situation, you know, I'm not like a normal dad. When I'm home, I'm home 24-7, you know, there is no Tuesdays or, or Saturdays or whatever, but when I'm gone, I'm gone, so anytime I get to see my munchkins on the road, it's a, always a bonus, you know. Is it nice to be able to maybe take them out on a couple of dates and, and do a little bit of a run with them while they're there? It is, yeah. We Like last summer with Allison Chains, um, we did, um, you know, we moved to Nashville now, so 
we did the surrounding states. We did it in like Atlanta and, and Alabama and, and Nash. It was awesome. Like we, we were trying to do that as much as we possibly can, but obviously they're in school, you know, so it's right. hard. Well, we're excited because you guys are going to make a little bit of a pit stop here where it's nice and cold as well uh, at the Idaho Center on February 24th. Uh, you're along with Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK, and, and I imagine, you know, it's one of those tours where you're probably excited to be on the road with Ben and the guys too, I imagine, right? Yeah, we've been buds for a while, and, and it's always good to, you know, we, I forget what year it was. We went out with him before, but they're just such great guys and put on a hell of a show and they have some really great songs and i'm a you know new fan of bones uk too um they're on jonathan davis's uh, label um for those of you who don't know i've i played on jonathan's record black labyrinth and on sumerian records and sumerian records also has uh, bones uk so i heard the record and i was like wow they're really good and they're really uh, awesome to have out this is their first like big arena tour for them in the states so really cool yeah you know uh we we love bones uk i'm super excited to see them when they come here what's it like for you uh now that you've been doing this a few years and um you have a band that that's, this is their first arena experience uh you know what's it like to watch that go down and maybe uh, advice that you give them what what sort of things happen backstage there for them it's awesome because this you know my 13th year in corn and you know before you as you guys probably know is when you know david lee roth and i was in a band with stone temple pilot guys and, and i've done this i've been around for a while even my jakey lee was my first real tour you know from from ozzy and and uh you know we all got to start somewhere you know we've all been there and i've had many failed original bands in la <laughs> so it's like you know you, you get that carrot dangling in front of you and sometimes you you, you pass the test and you break through and, and you actually um you know you have success or sometimes um you just it, it you know swallows out you never know so it's always cool when you see such good people um come out here and they're really Given it all they got, and they, they really want it, so it's it, that's a big deal. It's very cool to see. Ray Lazier joins us, of course. He's the drummer of Corn, going to be here on the 24th at the Idaho Center. You can grab your tickets at xrock.com right now. We recommend that you do that. Ray, you know, you've mentioned uh, 13 years now with Corn. You've been on the road a bunch of times with the band, uh, done a bunch of different tours. Uh, I don't even know if it's the right word, but is there any pressure now as the headliner and just the, the absolute staple in the lineup to make sure you're always bringing your A game? Do you guys try to consciously switch it up, or are you just ready to put together a kick-ass rock show it's you know it's weird like after all these years i think um you know they've been around 20 this is their 26th year now and it's it's, it's just insane because i remember when i got the gig in 07 that uh fieldy was saying yeah we got another couple years in us probably and here we are in 2020 stronger than ever you know and i think it's um a whole different dynamic now because we i think everyone really appreciates that we're still around doing this and and at such high levels so because you know how it is a lot of bands have a couple hits and then they go play clubs or theaters or go join a bunch of other bands in their genre that that had a couple hits like that there's chords really unique because they've kind of ridden this rode this wave you know um of this cloud of success for many years so i think we're we're just very fortunate and lucky that we're still doing this so there's no like um half-assed in anything you know even as, as tired as we are sometimes from all the travel you get up there and when that curtain drops and you hear the crowd it's just it's on you know literally you know there's nothing better than seeing a corn show live what what's your favorite part about uh, the show day for you ray you, you know it's, it's we're, we're about what six seven shows in so we have the first week we're always making sure everything's going good and, and uh production's really great and and so, you know i have a ton of stuff on my drums to take care of <laughs> i'm always i'm i'm the one on deck more than anyone else out of the band because just because there's so much uh stuff going on um my favorite part of the day is obviously just getting up there and doing it you know we're doing three songs off of our new record um from the nothing and i love playing new stuff because i love um the experience of you know we had producer nick raskinix in the studio 
produce us again. He did Serenity of Suffering, our last record. And it's just awesome to get in there, um, write the song. And then when you perform it live in front of people, especially for the first time, like we're doing Can You Hear Me on this, this tour. And it's just awesome to see their faces and just a different, powerful dynamic live, you know. I was going to say, I'm so glad you mentioned that because we love that song. And the album, you know, is just continues to surprise that, that the band can, you know, churn out such amazing songs and really get to a, a visceral uh, point when it comes to this, what's on the record itself. Yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, we're like anyone else. It's, you, get, you get writer's block and you get, there's t- certain times, um, you know, um, with this, with the passing of John's wife last year, it really, emotions hit hard on this record and it really shows i think on the whole thing that um a lot of the old school corn fans were missing a little bit of that really deep emotion um from back in the day and and with with this situation that happened i think it really came through strong on the nothing you know we wanted to make sure there was no um fillers on the record you know we did about 25 songs and narrowed it down to 11 or 12 so it was a hard process (laughs) Ray from Corin joins us. You can grab your tickets to check them out on the 24th at xrock.com. Ray, uh, Jay and I have been lucky enough to uh, have Corn come through a couple of times. We've been lucky enough to uh, introduce you guys uh, to the the audience a couple of times, and every time we had a chance to do that, we walk by your kit and we go, holy crap, man, there's so much stuff going on there. It, it's crazy. You kind of mentioned it a little bit, but brag on it a little bit, man. What are some of the stuff that you have in there that you're really, really proud of and you're really psyched about? <laughs> I was joking with Jonathan the other day. I said, I want to go out on the next tour with like two drums and a cymbal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just mess up, mess up everybody, and just go. You know what? Wait, where's that Ray guy? This is him. He just, you know, I do the Slim Jim thing, the Stray Cats guy. When he stood up and just, put, you know. Um, but you know, it's it's just I like being a little out there and different. You know, there's a ton of drummers that have unique kits, and there's a lot of great drummers out there. I just wanted to be a little unique, like Corn is. You know, um, that's why nothing's on my kits um, straight. It's all kind of bent and. and <laughs> weird but it's it's actually quite a simple kit if if the drummer gets back there you kind of realize like oh okay you have you have it looks like a monster but you get back there and there's only what you need you know there's not a lot of extra stuff on there so um but yeah it's it's very uh <laughs> opening bands are always like jesus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm looking at a picture you posted on your instagram and, and i'm like uh man i don't see a a, a cowbell that's that's what's missing so <laughs> yeah um i got one on my home kit i got several on my home kit but uh yeah there's no, not a lot of cowbell or corn songs right exactly <laughs> well, that goes to what you're saying it's like yeah, there's stuff the other thing on there i need i don't have anything i don't need it's good yeah. stuff man well listen ray it's always good catching up with you thank you for making time we wish you safe travels we get to hang out again man thank you so much dude we appreciate it i appreciate you guys and thank you so much we'll see you at the show Yay. brought to you by Half Price Friday another one going down this Friday 9 o'clock xrock.com this time around you can get $50 of food and games to Dave and Buster's for just 25 bucks so check it out for yourself we're out there all the time man but if you haven't been out to Dave and Buster's or brought the kids, here's a great opportunity for you to save a bunch of money doing it. And this one, not just gameplay, you can also save money on food, which has some great food and premium Ooh. bar drinks and all sorts of stuff there. Nice. So check it out. Whether you're going for fun games or food, Dave and Buster's is there for you. You can grab $50 worth of stuff for $25, half price Friday. I bet you that stuff goes quick. And 9 o'clock on xrock.com on Friday. So be there. Headlines are as follows Do we need this? Mistakes were made and find those loopholes. Mistakes were made. How often should police be checking on their prisoners, Big J? I don't know. How, mu- how much? That is the question. Only because Alan Rule says that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police arrested him for being drunk in a public place, even though he hadn't had a drink. 
He says he was placed in a cell for more than 18 hours and he was actually suffering a massive stroke. But because he couldn't talk at the time, police thought he was drunk and just threw him in a drunk tank and didn't check on him for more than a day. Oh, damn. So now he's filed a civil case against the police force and he's seeking $6 million. Rule says during the hours he spent alone in the cell, he was deteriorating medically. Half of his body was paralyzed. He couldn't talk. And he says he was trying to mouth out to officers and write on anything he could that he wasn't drunk and was asking for a test or a breathalyzer and medical help as soon as he can get it, and they just ignored him because they thought he was hammered. Is he okay? Uh, no, he's not, as a matter of fact. He is still paralyzed on half of his body from suffering a stroke, which is why he wants a $6 million. He should get more than that. Just a bad look. Not a good go. Do we need this or find those loopholes? Find those loopholes. Talk about Clever. On Friday, the Denver Post reported that cannabis industry had paid for the cleanup on about two-thirds of roads in Colorado maintained by the Clean Colorado Fund. It's an official program by the Colorado Department of Transportation. Every sponsor that adopts a highway gets an acknowledgement sign. Even though the CDOC website says these signs are not ads, the weed shop appeared to be utilizing them as such. Although only the company appears on the sign... They're often placed strategically near exits potential customers can take to get to the said business. The weed businesses have exploited this loophole since the laws that govern these highways acknowledgement signs are separate from the laws that restrict weed businesses from advertising. Apparently that's a thing in Denver. So now they're using these road signs and cleaning up the highway as a way of advertising. Smart, right? Yeah. Especially if it's near your exit. Go to town. And it's working. You know, you can look at the numbers. The cannabis industry in Colorado is pretty, pretty good right now. Pretty tasty. Wrap it up with, do we need this? Big J, do you wish your dog could talk? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you, that was a little bit longer than I anticipated. Well, because he wouldn't say anything to me. Just to feed me. That's not true. Maybe he would Let me go to the bathroom. have a conversation. Well, wouldn't it be nice if he told you? That's true. There's now a device called the Cuss Collar, Big J, which features a uh, fastens around your dog's neck, and it will speak a swear word every time your dog barks, so it would really be like your dog. It costs $60, and it's currently sold out, but the product's website that it says it isn't a shock vibration or a training collar, and it's not intended for anti-bark use. It's just meant to be fun and fun. It's supposed to be a gag gift that the company behind it is known for making. Would you get your dog a Cuss Collar, Big J? No. Does your dog bark? No, not really. Well, then you wouldn't hear a lot of cusses anyway. Yep. But it might be fun at parties, I suppose. If you've got $60 and you want to spend it on a gay gift. Good luck. That just basically says swear words, which you can make Alexa do if you want to. It's up to you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Your bad impressions next on the act. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And hey, we got a free show hitting here uh, very, very soon, Nick, uh, March 29th at the Dating Factory, brought to you by Corwin Ford. We've got the Blue Stones coming in, uh, Royal Bliss, and we've got two great openers. Uh, we have got uh, Stone Prophet and Abrupt Edge. So we'll get you set up with tickets to that show right here if you can figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. If you want some free X-Show tickets coming up on March 29th, they are yours. Big J has prepared three clues. They all point to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you have got a concert that you're going to on March 29th. Good morning, The X. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? What's your name? My name's Eric. All right, Eric. Good luck. 
voiceover work has been kind of my thing lately, obviously being the cartoon voice of the Joker. Uh, Mark Hamill. There you go. One and done, Eric. Good job. Knocked it out of the park. Free yeah. extra tickets are yours. Hold on tight. Uh, clues two and three for fun. Uh, with this last round of uh, the movie Chucky, they even let me voice him. And okay, I happen to be Luke Skywalker. And why is Mark Hamill in the news? Uh, let's see. I think this happened yesterday. They released the, uh, the the cast of what is going to be the new Masters of the Universe animated series from Mattel and Netflix, Nick, uh, titled Masters of the Universe Revelation. And uh, that is something that's being produced by Kevin Smith. And of course, uh, it's got a heck of an amazing cast for voices, Nick, dude. Uh, Mark Hamill, we'd be playing Skeletor. Good. That seems perfect. Uh, Lena Headey, uh, Evil Lynn. Of course, she of uh, Game of Thrones mm -hmm. fame. Uh, Chris Wood. Are you familiar with Chris Wood? No. He's uh, in Supergirl. He's uh, doing some Superman stuff. He's playing uh, He-Man. you got Sarah Michelle Gellar, Stephen Root in here. Our buddy Henry Rollins is Triclops. Okay. Who's Orko? Uh, Orko is Griffin Newman. All right. I, I like He was in the tick. Yeah. And uh, Alicia Silverstone is uh, in here. Justin Long, Jason Mewes, of course. And you can't have uh, this, uh, this show happening without Harley Quinn Smith involved. Of course. And she plays She-Ra? No. No? Alina. Uh, Lena. And then there's Evil Lena, who is... Lena Headley, right? Yes. Got it. All right. Uh, are you excited? Will you watch? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't it's, think what, you will. What do you mean? I just don't think you will. Now nah, I'm going to. You uh, can't stop me. I can't remember uh, the last cartoon that was supposed to be for children that you watched. That As an adult. Sure. it's a good point. Yeah. So I'll rest my case there. Uh, based on uh, prior evidence, of course, past performance, no indication of future results. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up this show next on the X-Rock. That is Five Finger Death Punch and Inside Out wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Tuesday show. Thanks for hanging out with us on this 18th day of February. It is very much appreciated. Special thank you to Ray Luzier of the band Corn for calling in in advance of their show coming up on Monday with Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK at the Ford Idaho Center. Make sure you grab your tickets for that. If you missed any part of that interview, the podcast is up. You can check it out at xrock.com. It's also up on the socials if you'd like to click the link there. Big J is going to watch a movie called Amateur Night tonight. He will give us a full review of it tomorrow. There will be additional tickets to Corn to be won on your Wednesday morning, as well as tickets to our free X show coming up on March 29th. We are excited for that. Reminder that if you're looking for a newer used vehicle, GoTeamSaveMoney.com is a great website to get started. They've got the uh, Fast Start uh, Fast Credit Check going on there at the uh, website as well. So make sure you check it out if you're in the market for a vehicle. Thanks to Team Mazda Subaru for that. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Dennis Dillon Auto Mall. Jason Drew is coming up next. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, man. A whole ton of concert fest or concert tours just got announced. Uh, I guess this means the uh, festival circuit's been live lined up uh, all settled and uh, there's a whole bunch of those shows that aren't coming here so i want to warn you rock fans of something uh, nick and i went to the crowbot show uh, on sunday night and there was only 40 people there which to us seems a little ridiculous so you know what i mean people take notice of things like that and if you want these shows to come to town you gotta go you gotta go when stuff comes to town uh, or you're gonna miss out and you know i'm not gonna sit here and take the blame you Damn refuse it. I refuse. Who is blaming you currently? Uh, the, the everybody. <laughs> wow. The establishment. Oh my god, they've got your number. Yeah. 
Jesus, man. Well, you should make your stop messaging me a little bit more on the DL than that. But uh, Big J has a point, man. You got to support the shows that come to town to make sure that additional shows come to town. That's all we're trying to say. So uh, up next, you better see your asses yeah. at Corner yeah, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, here's Benjamin a chance right now. <laughs> Fill the rest of that arena up right now. Yeah. Uh, so we can get some big rock shows here. That's what it all depends on. Otherwise, it's just another place that they pass over on their way to the big cities, period, dot, the end. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rock.